Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to BassCast Radio, bringing you the best in local and national news in bass fishing, as well as interviews with some of the best anglers from all over the U.S. With your host, Brian Carter and Bruce Callis. up on iTunes. Thank you for that. Checking us out on thebasscast.com. Guys, man, we have another great episode of Basscast Radio. We got Brandon Cobb and Mr. John Cox. This past weekend's winners talking all about their big win, their look at the rest of 2019, and uh, you know, just some general conversation as always. And uh, like I said, we're always excited to have these two guests on. You guys have heard both of them right here on the BassCast.com and BassCast Radio. And uh, like I said, glad to have them back on the show. And uh, sorry, Bruce is with us today. He is out fishing as always. How does that always happen? He's out fishing. I'm out recording. I, I don't understand how my co-host gets to do it, but hopefully he'll be back on the next show. And uh, if you guys are not following Bruce on instagram bass fishing virginia is his instagram feed if you guys are not following him bruce callis on uh facebook so go check him out follow him again sorry you gotta listen to me today but thank you guys for tuning in guys before we get started we always gotta thank our sponsors man missile baits lynchburg arms and indoor shooting range nitro boats aka conrad brothers marine Check them out in 2019. Got a four, what do we got? Yeah, four events. Two on Smith. And uh, I'll be there for everything. No, I won't be there for the Smith, but I'll be there for the other two events up on, um, I don't know why that lake, uh, Clater Lake. That's it. Clater Lake's the other two events. Hookfish Performance. Guys, if you're not playing our contest, you need to go do so right now. It's free. doesn't cost anything on thebasscast.com. And we're giving away a free Hookfish Performance jersey. BassBoat4Sale.com. Looking to buy a boat or sell a boat? Do it all. BassBoat4Sale.com. Dick Sporting Goods and Vertical Lures. Flip this. Also, Virginia Top 100. Check them out. I know you guys didn't turn out too well for the first Smith Lake event. Check them out for the second one. Let's show a little love here, guys. Come on now. And Hales Ford Harbor Inn at Smith Mountain Lake is a charming waterfront inn that offers guests all the amenities of a big resort bundled into a perfect 
private getaway. Guys, they have a standard hotel rooms, efficiencies with full kitchens, and a private cabin, and a two-bedroom, two-bathroom suite. And they are pet-friendly, guys. The property has two private beaches, a 14-slip boat dock with electricity, a boat launch, laundry facilities, and even a water slide. Hey, guys, call them today, 540-297-9000, or go to Harbor Inn, Smith Mall, SML, smithmallake.com to book your stay. Guys, go to thebasscast.com right now. Click the link. It'll take you directly to their website. And if you mention the BassCast, you automatically get 20% off your stay. Guys, I've stayed there. It was a great place. Clean. Kind of secluded, which is nice. It was quiet. It's got a place next door to go eat at. So check them out when you're looking to head to Smith Mountain Lake for your next fishing tournament. Or if you want to stay, hey guys, for the Bass Cast Tournament Trail Fishing Tournament. Coming up, do a little pre-practice. Come on up and stay at uh, Hales Fort Harbor in Smith Mountain Lake. Alright guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break from our boys at Dick's Sporting Goods. And we'll be right back with Mr. John Cox. Points, cash, gear, sports. With a Dick Scorecard, you earn points on all your purchases and get 3% back in rewards and access to exclusive deals and events. It's simple. Points lead to cash to buy gear so you can play more sports. Get your Dick Scorecard and start earning reward certificates today. Every season starts at Dick's. All right, guys, we are back with no stranger to the basscast.com, Mr. John Cox. What's going on, brother? Hey, man, thanks for having me on again, man. <laughs> no problem, no problem. Congratulations, first of all, on your win on Lake Chickamauga. Oh, man, I'm telling you, it was uh, it was an amazing, it was a really special tournament, you know, it being my favorite lake, and then... Uh, you know, uh, it's coming down to that last 10 minutes. It was just, uh, man, it was a tournament I'll never forget for sure. With this, man, you move up to a tie for seventh for the most tour wins at FLW. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I was, yeah, I, I didn't, uh, you know, I was trying to think of, uh, you know, it's just crazy. You know, I guess you know, I've been there, uh, I think, nine years now. So Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just pretty neat to be on that list, you know. So. That is pretty cool. Pretty, that is pretty cool. It took them a hundred thousand dollars for the victory, <clears throat> and uh, man, your total weight for the weekend was eighty-one fourteen. It's pretty awesome. Oh man, I, you know, anytime you can go out there, you know, day one I went out there, and uh, I went after a couple of the big females I had marked and, uh, it just didn't work out. So I ran the five biggest males I had and the five biggest males I had almost weighed 25 pounds. So like anytime you can go to a place and, uh, catch five pound males, uh, you know, it's going to be a fun week. <laughs> so we all know you guys have fished this lake before. Like you said, it's one of your favorite lakes. You already know where some fish are. You've already practiced. You've already been to the lake. And I know, you know, you probably burn it up pretty good this time of the year. But was anything different right. this time? Um, yeah, you know, uh, the the main thing that was different this year was uh, the water wasn't at full pool. And uh, so it was two feet low. And we had, um, you know, months before this tournament, we had a lot of, like, uh, extremely low conditions where the water was uh, – uh, 10 or 12 feet low and then and then the flood conditions where it was like six feet high and then back low again so it never the lake never really stabilized uh like it normally does by that time of the year uh, right. which really uh helped me out because it seemed like the fish were uh definitely uh behind because the, the water never got stable enough for them to really go up and spawn really hard so it was just uh boy it was, it was a perfect it was set up perfect you know it was just such a perfect uh um, scenario for you know what I wanted to do when we got there. So practice was different than the tournament. 
you know, weather changed, weather conditions always change. And, you know, this time of the year, right, it, it can be really, really crazy, to be honest. But how did right. that, how did that all play and, uh, out? Well, so, you know, when we got there, it was two feet low and uh, the water was really clean. You could see um, the fish were bedding extremely shallow. Um, so it was, uh, you had to, do, you know, uh, a lot of places I had to take, you know, my, my, uh, crest liner, uh, you know, up real, real shallow and, uh, look for some of these fish. And, uh, I mean, they were so shallow in some places that they would, uh, they wouldn't actually be able to sit on the bed straight. They would have to be laid over on their side because it was so shallow, but it was just, it was crazy because it almost seemed like they knew, uh, like the water was going to come up. So they actually were staying on these shallower beds because, the water kept coming up, you know, three to four inches every day. And, uh, so they were, um, uh, you know, it's like they were anticipating that higher right. water. Um, you know, and then that tournament went on that water would come, it would come, it came up. Uh, I think we ended up at the end of the tournament ended up being full pool and, uh, you know, which was two and a half feet higher than what it was when, when it started. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, what was, what was crazy is that the, the sight fishing by day two, uh, you know, for the upper end of the lake that I, that I fished on the day three, it was pretty much counted out because you just couldn't see anymore. You know, it's just, everything kind of got a little dirty and stuff. And, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, you, I, I had to, you know, just completely change it up. And, uh, you know, I, I took a, a half ounce dirty jig, swim jig. Right, and I put a white meaty chunk on it, and just and just covered, you know, I probably covered six or seven miles that day uh, to catch almost that that twenty pounds on day three. All right, so like you were saying, based on this being one of your favorite lakes, you know, what what was your tactic going into this week's event? Um, you know, going into it, I just I, I really wanted to just sight fish. You know, when I won the open, I was able to sight fish every day. Uh, the lake was really stable; we didn't have any. Uh, uh, fluctuation, you know, the water coming up or down. So, um, I was able to just do that the whole time. So that's what I was kind of hoping. Um, I, you know, I saw right away as practice was going on, um, that it was going to keep coming up because it was uh, so low, uh, when we started. So I kind of, um, I knew I was going to try to sight fish at least the first day. And then, uh, and then I was just going to go from there and then, uh, you know, try to find fishing fish, you know, the rest of the tournament. And, uh, that's pretty much what we did. Never fished the same, uh, the same areas twice and uh and uh never really caught two fish in the same place uh besides in the last 10 minutes um you know it's just we pulled up to the set of trees and and uh you know i I just uh you know i had 10 minutes to fish and it was a really good set of trees that i forgot about that um that i haven't i didn't practice them i didn't fish them during the uh the tournament at all right and i ran all the way to them i had 10 minutes to go you know i i uh through the first one lost the giant fish and i was like oh my gosh there went the tournament you know so i had that feeling of uh you know i just blew it um and i went to the next tree and i caught a four pounder and i had three minutes to go i jumped up on plane ran to that tree i lost the big one caught another four pounder and I, it was just it was so such an up and down uh, you know it was it was amazing i ran in and had like uh you know half a minute uh, to make it in. Wow. Uh, I mean, to make it once I made it in. So it was, it was just so close. Um, so it was, it was probably, it was like the best, uh, win that I, that I'll, I'll remember over all the other ones. All right. So, you know, you know, the, you know, you're Lawrence electronics brother, you run Lawrence and, uh, how big of a play out, you know, right. did this, did Lawrence help you? Cause like you said, you guys have all been in these lakes. You've all fished these lakes. You've always got places right. marked and all well, that stuff, and right, right. Um, you know, the the main thing that helped me was I was able to uh, I got the uh, the new C map chip for uh, Tennessee, and uh, that helped tremendously because you can go in there and you can set in what depth range you're looking for, um, and that's what I did. I set it up. I wanted to know, um, you know, I, I wanted it in one foot uh, increments so I could see if any of these flat shallow pockets had a little bit more water in the back right. or, or even just running purposes, like we could, I run through here, uh, or not, if it got shallow or, you know, whatever. And I used that a lot. That was a huge key. And, uh, it actually, a lot of places I fished before, I actually saw, uh, spots, uh, within that spot. I didn't really knew existed until I had that chip in there. And, uh, the other neat thing that I used a ton was, was, uh, I was able to take notes 
and I was able to mark a waypoint and actually type in uh, something about that waypoint, whether it, it was a fish I marked, how big it was, uh, where that fish was located, uh, you know, or like, uh, you know, um, either I mark a waypoint, I could write like uh, bluegill beds, uh, you know, whatever else was there, you know, it was just, it was really nice uh, when I was able to run down that lake and be able to actually look at my notes uh, on my Lawrence while I was running down the lake and help me make my decisions on what where my next move was going to be. That's pretty awesome. So the pattern that you had, sight fishing, that was your gill and you planned, you know, was it was it an early morning bite or was it a afternoon bite or was it just something throughout the day where you you know were you calling a lot? Um, yeah, well, you know, the first day, first day, I I, um, I caught them five big ones by about nine thirty. So and then okay. I, I pretty much trolled the rest of the day looking for bed and fish the for the second day, um, and I found some good ones. And then they just they all left on day two, so I just had to scramble, um, you know. And I barely, I didn't catch many fish day two either. Um, day three. Um, I, I didn't catch a ton of fish. I probably caught like 15 keepers. Um, I did a lot, a lot of more, uh, got a lot more, uh, you know, the first two days was mostly just going, uh, max scent general, uh, the six inch wacky rig that, uh, the, uh, that Berkeley came out with. And I right. was throwing that a lot, uh, the first two days. And then the, the third day it was, it was pretty much just the, uh, the white dirty jig swim jig with the white, uh, max scent meaty chunk on the back. And, uh, you know, caught 15 keepers. So, but the final day, the final day, I probably caught like 50 keepers oh, and I wow. just was not getting any size on that jig on this, on the general, like it was just unreal. Uh, how many fish were in, uh, every time I made a stop, they were biting so well, there just wasn't any size to, them. um, you know, until right at the end, I caught my three best keepers, three, four pounders. I think the last hour of the tournament, um, you know, and that, that was, you know, that was just, a, you know, changed the whole outcome of that thing. That is awesome. I mean, it, like I said, you, you inconsistent. So that is the main freaking thing. All right. So going in, going in and looking back at the event, is there one thing that you could take away that you learned from this event? Oh man, you know, uh, one of the main things I did, uh, that I uh, that I took from this tournament was uh, to just take it each day differently. You know, you you don't know. You know, conditions change so much over yep. a four day event. You know, it's a marathon. You can't you can't just get in your head, hey, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it all four days. It normally never works out. And uh, you know, it, uh, that tournament gave me a lot of confidence to be able to just completely change um, from what I was doing. You know, and just forgetting about it and knowing it wasn't going to work and just kept moving, you know? So it was, uh, um, you know, it was a really, uh, I learned a lot in the tournament and, uh, it was, just, it was an awesome week, man. All right. So let me ask you this, you know, you said something about change and being willing to change up, you know, that sure. a lot of, a lot of guys think that separates, you know, I ain't going to say the average tournament angler, but the average tournament angler from the elites. And right. it, it really goes, well, I mean, it, it Go ahead. Oh no, yeah, no, I I totally agree. I mean, it's it's so hard to do. You know, it's so hard to. I mean, you get twenty five one twenty five pounds one day. It is so hard to just completely drop that area and completely bail on that. I mean, it's just you know, it's just so hard to do. You know. I mean, I've seen so many uh, you know, so many anglers fish these little you know local tournaments here two days. And come out day one, and it's, I don't know if it's a mindset, I guess it is a mindset, but, you know, they'll go in day one, crush it. I mean, 21 pounds, day two, barely got 11. And and you wonder what happened, what, what mental breakdown there was, or, you know, is it time on the lake? Was it, and a lot of these guys have plenty of time on the lakes, but you just, you know, you kind of wonder, what do you think is the difference between the pro elite and the average tournament angler? Um, I don't know. I mean, it, you know, it's, 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 it's for me, it's been, uh, in that situation so many times, like, um, you know, and I still make wrong decisions sometimes, you know, and we all do. It's, uh, you know, it, it, yeah. And I mean, it's just something you, 
you know, you try to, you know, you know, it's almost like, I don't know if it's not something that can be taught. It's more of a feeling and by experience and know when the wheels are falling off and when things need to be changed. And I felt that a lot this week and it was, it was pretty amazing where I knew, you know, day three, I mean, day two, I knew it was going to like, I knew right off the bat after I made my first five or six stops, I'm like, wow, today is going to be tough on me because this isn't going to work. I need to catch enough to keep me in this thing. And then day, you know, and, and just cause I got a short day right. and I need to completely regroup day three. And, uh, and that's what we did day three. We, we just completely changed it up and it felt right swimming that jig, uh, for the conditions and everything just felt right. Um, you know, and going into day four, swimming that jig like it didn't feel right the whole time i swam it even though i was catching some fish on it it just did not feel like it was the right thing to be doing and and it wasn't it was it was you know the conditions were to throw that uh you know that six inch general and uh luckily we picked it up at the end of the day and and got it done you know awesome well brother you have won the forest wood cup we interviewed you then like I said, you just come off of this big win right here with Chickamauga. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been a heck of a mm-hmm. career. Yeah, man. I mean, it's uh, it's been amazing, man. I mean, I look at it, you know, when I started fishing jumbo in the jumbo club when I was like, uh, you know, 13 and 14 and, then, you know, the fishing uh, fishers and men and all these bass clubs around here and stuff and then to be here man, man it's, it's a dream come true and it's it's a, uh it was worth all those days and hours i spent fishing and um you know it's just uh you know i always dream to get to this point where you can go and compete with these guys you know in all the other lakes and uh man i i just love it you know i get up you know um i mean i got i'm I get up in the morning. I'm ready. To, I am excited to get out there. So it's uh, it's great. I love it, man. So what's the rest of 2019 look like for Mr. John Cox? Besides the FLW tour, you know, I I, I jumped into all the Bass Opens. You know, I really wanted to go back to the Bassmaster Classic. It's not no, not necessarily I want to qualify for the elites. It's more, um, you know, I, I I truly wish one day we could all get along and we could fish the trails <laughs> and you know, you fish the Bassmaster elites. You could fish the FLW Tour. I mean, that's what a that would be even a huge. Uh, that would be just awesome. And uh, but you know, since that's that, you know, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Uh, I still want to go to the Classic. You know, so that's uh, so that you know, I, I got to go there one time. Uh, I think last year. So I, I really want to do that yeah. again. So I, I signed up for all the opens. So uh, cool. um, you know, we got we got Champlain coming up. Uh, the last FLW Tour. We're leaving. We're leaving AOI. We got the worst person possible to be right behind us by one point, uh, David Dudley, uh, <laughs> and going to Champlain. So it's that tournament is going to be so intense and so exciting. Uh, there's like five of us that are right there. Uh, we're all a few points apart. Um, you know, it, it really could come down to whoever wins that tournament wins AOI too. So that's it's going to be uh, it's going to be a super exciting tournament. And uh, and then the rest of the opens we got a. Uh, um, uh, the two more centrals and uh, three more easterns, and uh, you know there were a bunch of great lakes, and uh, um, you know, and also the Forestwood Cup we got coming up. That's going to be a, a oh yeah awesome event. Hot Springs. Uh, that's always I, I I really like Hot Springs. I really like the town. I really like that event. Everything's kind of you know you're you're uh, a few hours away from everything, like in this really mountainous, like uh, really uh, nice area, and. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm pumped. I'm ready for that one too. I was there last year. Wow, that's all I can yeah. say. Wow, I mean it's you guys. Yeah. It's, it was a fifty dollar Uber ride to get from the airport to the hotel. I mean it's it's, in the, it's <laughs> yeah in, yeah it's, a, it's in the woods. It's in the middle of nowhere, but I I I, I like it though. I mean I it's a great place to go. They got everything you need there once you get there. Um, yeah, and I I'm looking forward to that one. John, if you don't already know, uh, David Dudley's twenty minutes from my house. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's this is, funny. This is uh, David Dudley uh, territory right here in Lynchburg, Virginia, and that's where I live. So right, right. I'm twenty oh, minutes nice. from him, and uh, I'm an hour and a half away from John Cruz. Oh wow! And two that's hours cool. away from uh, Poroznik. 
Oh wow, yes, yeah, right in there, I'm close yeah. to all those guys. So I'm close to all of them. So it's That's pretty, pretty, it's cool. pretty awesome to give have a great, you know group of anglers right here in virginia i mean that's why i started this website right. i mean i'm in like i mean smith mountain lake lake anna bugs island right i mean it's like three nice right. lakes right here that are i mean every weekend something something it's great right well, that's awesome well brother we appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Appreciate you talking to us. Congratulations on your victory again. Hopefully, we can talk to you again after you win AOY. That would be pretty awesome. Oh man, that was, oh my gosh, that, that would like be that would be so like nice. I mean, you won the Farswood Cup Angler of the Year. I mean, that's like take me to heaven. I mean, that's it. <laughs> I mean, oh, that would be so cool. And then, you know, if you could get to the Classic again and have an opportunity to win the Bassmaster Classic, I don't know. I'd almost probably just quit then and be like, right. holy cow, this, this is it. Drop the mic and walk out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm done. Go, co- go, coach, go coach a college yeah. fishing team or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. Oh, man. All right, brother, thank you for coming on with us, and thank you for taking the time and talking with us. I know you're a very, very busy man, and we appreciate it, so thank you. Hey, man, anytime. Hope to talk to you soon. Points, cash, gear, sports. With a Dick Scorecard, you earn points on all your purchases and get 3% back in rewards and access to exclusive deals and events. It's simple. Points lead to cash to buy gear so you can play more sports. Get your Dick scorecard and start earning reward certificates today. Every season starts at Dick's. All right, guys, we are... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Back with Bass Master Elite Angler and no stranger to the Bass Cast. Mr. Brandon Cobb. What's up, brother? Oh, I'm doing good. How about you? Man, i tell you one thing. 2019 has been rolling, and I actually say it's been kicking my butt a little bit, but we're doing good, so I can't complain. It's uh, It's been good to me for the last month, at least. <laughs> yeah, do you, do you, now let's look back here real quick, Brandon. You came from FLW to Bassmaster, and you've won, like, a truck... A buttload of cash. Uh, I think it's been pretty good. It's been good, man. It was uh, it's, it's everything has fell into place this year. Like uh, like I would have imagined it. Like if you could imagine the perfect season, so far it's going about like it. The tax man's gonna love you. Uh, unfortunately. He is going to eat you. He's gonna like me probably. I, I, would, <laughs> I would go buy some rental property or something right now and uh, write that stuff off real quick. <laughs> Just an FYI for me. I mean, <laughs> go buy your townhouse, rent out both sides. I mean, take a hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars and buy something, and you know, I had a loss. Yep, we uh, we might have to figure something out. Come come after season alright guys if you haven't been living under a rock man this dude destroyed it on Lake Fork at the 2019 Texas Fest congratulations by the way thank you man you broke over 100 pounds I mean give or take it's uh what is it start it's a Thursday Friday you take Saturday off and it's Sunday Monday but you think it, you think a Saturday off helps? Um, I liked it. It was kind of, here's the thing I thought was cool about it. I don't think it really affected or hurted my or hurt, hurt right. affected or hurt my fishing, but 
what I liked about it, I thought it was kind of cool. So, like, by that second day, I had a good many uh, like spectator boats, you know, follow me, fans mm-hmm. and stuff. And I thought it was pretty cool because I actually got to meet the people that were following me on the off day and talk to them. And then I actually saw them again on the water with me Saturday and Sunday. And I'd actually got to talk to them. You know, you usually don't, you don't get that experience. You get people following you. You don't, you don't get really talked to them throughout the day. You know, right, so I thought right. that was kind of cool in the middle to meet them. That is awesome. That's is, that is awesome. All right. So let's go, let's talk about this event, man. I mean, like I said, you crushed a D. Um, Lake yeah. Fork, let's break it down. The uh, so Lake Fork, like I was concerned before we got there. Like, like you look at the schedule for the season, and then right. a couple weeks out, you know, I was I was concerned that it was going to be like predominantly a offshore, like deep water cranking, big worm type bite, you know, and, and which is an awesome bite. I mean, don't get me wrong, but I don't. I've done well in some terms doing that, but I don't consider that my strongest style of fishing. And uh, when we got there, pretty much the first day, I just started fishing shallow and noticed I saw a couple fish on bed, and I, I saw there's a pretty good shad spawn going on. So that got me a little confidence going, you know, and throughout practice and the tournament that, you know, these fish hadn't really, they're not that far along yet, you know. They, right. they hadn't really made their way out to those offshore places. So once I saw that, I pretty much, I mean, I never really did any deep water idling or anything like that. I I basically spent the entire practice looking for fish up on a shad spawn and where where was the easiest way to catch them. And uh, really did that all three days of practice. I went shallow a few times, and every time I went shallow, I could catch some fish, so I knew that was a good backup plan. You know, I wasn't really concerned on where to do that shallow because it just seemed like there was a couple fish everywhere still shallow. And pretty much decided I was going to spend the whole practice and the rest of the tournament looking for shad spawn. And it, uh, it took me a little while to figure out where to catch the fish on shad spawn, though. It, the shad kind of spawned everywhere there. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of like the fish, the the bigger schools of fish didn't really get up on the like, bank where the shad were spawning. The, the shad were spawning in like, the bushes and grass and stuff. But there wasn't really schools of fish in those. You just catch one here and there. And I finally found, like, a few of those little hard places that were, I mean, they were on the bank, but they were, like, 20 yards off the bank, you right. know, like, little little places that jutted out a little bit. And there was actually schools of fish up on those. And, I mean, that's pretty much just what I did the whole week, ran those little hard spots on the main lake where the shadow spawned. Aside from the 11-pounder I caught, but that was a, that was a kind of a for, fortunate fish there, not going to lie. That wasn't in the game plan. How'd that happen? Well, so that shad spawn thing, the shad spawn was really awesome. It wasn't actually awesome, like, first thing in the morning, but it was right. awesome from, like, 8.30 to 10.30, maybe 11. And then it was terrible. I don't know where the fish went, but from 11 to about 1.30 or 2, like, you weren't going to get a bite. Like, it was not going to happen. So I used that little time period every day to just to go to the bank and, you know, keep kind of the momentum rolling throughout mm-hmm. the day and catch some fish and i went to the bank just to catch some three pounders really that uh third day and went up to the bank and about i don't know caught a bunch of fish caught caught a bunch of two and a half to three and a half pounders and then saw that big 11 laid up on the bed just just uh while i was going down the bank throwing a frog and caught it pretty quickly that's awesome now looking at the tournament and looking at your practice did you feel it was really going to take 114 pounds to win this thing uh, I really did. I the only thing that, like, what I was con- like, I knew what I was doing was the right thing, and right. I knew you could catch a hundred pounds doing it. But from what I saw, so I, like, you know, like I said, they were kind of on those little hard spots. I really expected somebody to find one that tight place. Like I was fishing, not obvious necessarily, but kind of just like some points and some humps and stuff. I figured somebody would find like one of those little shad spawn places like that, like in the back of a creek or on some random bank somewhere that might be like untouched and have hundreds of fish on it. But I just don't think it was like that. I, I, I looked for that type thing the whole time, but their fish were kind of just on the obvious places. And 
it was definitely the best thing to be doing looking back at it after the week. I mean, obviously I won, but I think right. at the time that pattern was the predominant pattern. I mean, you can win a tournament without being on the very best bite, just have the best circumstances, you know, but I really think that bite was truly the best one on the lake at the time. Being in the right place at the right time. Yep, and timing was such a big, big thing. I mean, like that first day, for instance, when I had 31, that, that 31 was, I mean, that was an awesome day, don't get me wrong, but it was actually kind of a slow day as far as catching a ton of fish. And I fished, the place I caught them, I had already fished it. I started there off takeoff, went straight right. to it, nothing. Then I ran through all my places, nothing. And then I went back to that place, and they had pulled up on it, and I caught 31 pounds in like a matter of 30 minutes. Oh, wow. So that that's kind of the way it was. Like they weren't, I don't know if they weren't there or they weren't biting. But okay. regardless of what was going on, you could only catch them in like little timing windows, basically. Was the water stained, dirty? I mean, were you able It was to... actually, I don't know what Fort normally looks like. Yes. Yeah, that was the first time I'd ever been there. Let's but go. I think it was dirtier than normal. Because okay. it, was, it was, the upper end at least was, I mean, I, I would say it probably didn't have six inch visibility, if that. Okay. So it was uh, it was pretty dirty for normal fork, I believe. All right. So what was your technique for the week? What was your setup, man? How are you? Catching? Um, I caught fish on a pile. Of di- I caught fish on a pile of different baits, but I would say eighty to ninety percent of the fish I weighed were on a Yozuri dirt bait, just a dual hardcore minnow. And uh, the last day, the topwater action got pretty good. Uh, but for the most part, I mean, the jerkbait was that, – that was my rod I kept in my hand most of the time. It just seemed to catch more fish. And not only did it catch more, it was bigger ones. The topwater, it seemed like you caught a lot of two-and-a-half to four, maybe five-pounders. But all, I think all my eights came on a jerkbait. All right. Now, what's your jerkbait setup? The jerkbait setup was – this, the, the setup was kind of sketchy because those fish were huge <laughs> there, you know, and normally, yes. and the jerkbait rod, so I don't like a long rod on a jerkbait because it makes it a pain in the butt to twitch. Mm-hmm. And so I used a 610 medium arc uh, Lancer Pro rod, which is a, it's a normal, like, same rod I'd use for, like, spotted bass with a jerkbait at home. But the only thing I did is I stepped my line up to, I used 16 pounds Yozuri fluorocarbon rather than I normally throw on, like, 10 or 12. And I used the MGX uh, Abu Garcia reel, and I had to keep the setup really light and small because I don't know if if anybody was watching live, I was twitching and jerking the heck out of that jerk bait. And by the end of the day, with too big of a rod or too big of a reel, I would be worn out. So I kind of tried to keep everything light to keep be able to keep the action I needed to put on. All right, now the third day you hit thirty seven fifteen. Tell us about that huge freaking day right there, man. I mean, what what fell into place yeah, in that, that type of that, bag right there? Well, that day, so the morning started slow again, honestly. I mean, I think I caught a few, but no good ones. And then uh, rolled up on the just three or four of those Shadstone places and, I mean, smashed them, just called up. I, I think I caught, I think I had caught two eight-pounders, and then I called up to, like, right at 30 probably or high 20s. And then I hit that lull period, you know, I talked right. about. And uh, when I hit that lull period, I went to the bank and caught like a four-pounder on a spro frog. Oh, wow. And uh, just kept fishing and caught the heck out of them on a spro frog that day. But after that four, they were all like threes. Right. And uh, that's when I ran into that 11-pounder on bed, yeah. caught her, and was basically considered it was done. I was done fishing at that point. I was like, well, it's about time to go back, you know. And uh, – Went around the corner and there was a five five on bed and I caught her too. Oh my goodness! So it was it was one of those days where wow. like just things fell into place. And actually, after I caught that five five, I told all the people following me, "I was like, we got to go back. Like this is something bad's gonna happen because days never go like this. I gotta get near the ramp." And I went started heading back about twenty minutes early, and I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna stop on." I had one one of my good shaft phone places was between me and the ramp. And I said, let's stop on it just to see. And I stopped on it and actually lost about a six pounder. So I could have had almost 40. Holy cow. <laughs> so it was a, it was crazy. It was a crazy day. It was just one of those days where everything went perfectly. Wow. 
So you're talking about all these shad spawning places. How many of these did you have picked out? Um, I really didn't have that many. I only had about uh, probably six to eight places, and they weren't on all of them every time. I had like two that I could almost expect to catch one. Right. And then the rest of them, they were there at times, but not all day. But I had probably six or eight. And some of those, I, I think I had like the two that I could expect to catch them every time were a little more off the wall places. Like mm-hmm. I don't think anybody else was fishing them at all. So those are the kind of some of the ones I think gave me a little step above everybody else. That's awesome. Now you're talking about that little time you had a lull. What do you think caused that lull? Do you think it's the, the, the sun popping up, you know, the temperature, the heat of the day, or what do you think caused that uh, lull, I guess you could say? Um, all I can figure, I think they were just feeding so hard that that was just kind of their like lethargic time of day. Like they were okay. like, that was just when they di- didn't feed. And I, and I believe the reason they didn't bite very good early was because that lake was kind of strange. The wind would blow very hard every morning. Oh, wow. And, uh, that is one thing I learned throughout practice. And as a tournament went, you know, normally your reaction style baits, like your jerk baits and stuff like that, you won't win. Wins when they bite it. Mm-hmm. Well, for some reason, those fish at Fork, I could not catch them if the wind was blowing up on the place. Oh, wow. And I, I wonder if that's why, I think that's why the morning wasn't so hot. But And I, the reason I believe they didn't bite because of wind was the fish probably weren't in one to two and a half foot of water at most. And that's a pretty wide lake. So when the wind would blow, one foot waves and one foot of waters, you know, it's just not quite conducive for the fish to sit there. So <laughs> wow. I think that's, uh, I think that's why the wind had them a little messed up. Well, Brandon, like, like we always ask, man, what is the one takeaway from this event, man, that you learned that you can, you know, that will help you and your career. And, you know, if you go back, man, the, the thing that I really feel like I put together this week, to give me a step above everybody else and something that definitely like I can look back at some tournaments that if I had made better decisions, it, right. I would have done better with it is the timing thing. Okay. Like this week, the timing was the critical factor of this tournament and it, it was maximizing my time. Like I, this week, by the end of the tournament, I had figured out exactly when I needed to be doing the, the Shaz phone thing, when I needed to be on the bank and, I don't feel like, you know, your normal tournament, even if you do really well, you look back throughout the day, you think of like two, three-hour periods where you yeah. kind of just wasted the day either waiting on the bike somewhere or something like that. And this week, I really maximized my time. Like, I made sure, even if I wasn't catching fish that were like like maybe like the larger coal-type fish, I kept myself in position to catch fish the whole time and keep myself out. And I, I really got to where... I understood timing more at that lake this week and learned to pay attention to it as much as I can. Well, guys, with that win, which I want to go to one of these Texas Fest real bad. I've never been to one, and I, I tried to go to one a couple years ago, and it didn't happen. It's a happen, cool tournament. But I'd love to go to one. It's a cool tournament, man. That was a it, – it was a – I mean, Bass, you know, Bass puts on a heck of a show. Oh, yeah. Regardless. And – but that Texas Fest is like another level. It's like, to me, it's 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 not the classic, but it's like getting there. Yes. Like that that's the type show it is. And if 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 you've never been, I definitely recommend going. All right, guys, that win in twenty nineteen, he has already put in two hundred and forty seven thousand five hundred dollars and a brand new Toyota. Congratulations, <laughs> brother. <laughs> And I think you're... Thank I, you, man. I think, and I guess I've got my ticket to the Classic now. There you go. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. Got ticket to Classic. And uh, aren't you... I guess you're considered I, a rookie, correct? Uh, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure why, but I'm not. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I would think you would be, but oh, well. So, yes, congratulations. Yeah. We will see yeah. it. So. You will actually be fishing instead of hanging out in the booth, getting to see me next year. So, that's pretty freaking awesome. Yep, uh, 100%. I'll be fishing the Classic after that one. I actually didn't even know that. Speaking of it, Mercer, I was on the stage. You know, I, you've known me a while fishing these. You know, I oh, really yeah. get nervous at tournaments. Like, it just kind of is what it is. Well, the third day, I weighed in my 37-whatever, 
And Mercer's like, well, you take the lead, and now you're one step closer to making the Classic. And I was sitting there saying, what's he talking about? I had no idea that the winner made the Classic for this tournament. And then when he told me that, I was like, well, crap, now I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> like it's a bigger deal now. But I didn't even know that you made the Classic for winning that one until that day. That is awesome. Now you're heading to uh, – we're going to be going to uh, Birmingham, Alabama. So pretty excited about that. Correct. Oh, yeah, yeah really excited about that. We've got a lot, a lot of season to get through. But, yeah, I'm uh, ready to get out there. That'll be a, that should be a really good tournament. That's uh, Birmingham and Gunnersville in general. Just one of those tournaments. I, it's not my, not my favorite location because I like places where people don't know what to do exactly at right. the lake. And Gunnersville, everybody's been enough times. But oh, heck yeah. that area will probably have one of the best crowds that you could possibly get at a Classic. I think last year, Tennessee was pretty so freaking awesome, thing. though. Tennessee was a – I mean, I it think – I have to admit right now, Tennessee – and I've been to four Classics so far, and that was the best crowd consistently Friday, Saturday, and Sunday overall. Because I've been to a couple. Of yeah, South, that was a. I've been to a couple in South Carolina on a Friday. You look up there, and there might be a couple thousand people. I mean, this place was packed almost every yeah. day. Yeah. It was. It was. That was a really good expo, and I think I think Gunnersville will be right up there to par with it, though. All right, brother. Before you go, any sponsors you'd like to thank, as always. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, really, everybody. I mean, so last week, Joe Zuri's products. I mean, that's what I called everything on and my arc rods and Abu Garcia reels. But also, I don't know how many people even have really paid attention. I switched to Falcon Falcon Bass Boat this year. It is the most awesome boat I've ever ran. It's been, uh, it's been awesome this year, and I've really, really enjoyed fishing out of it. Oh, don't worry. We paid attention. Jacob said he wants your Falcon boat. As soon as you get ready to get rid of it, I mean, don't worry. We've already I've heard more <laughs> things about that Falcon boat since the classic than I can only imagine. So yes, he is ready. <laughs> well, that's good, man. It's uh, anybody run anybody that gets one runs it. I don't see how you could be disappointed. This it's the best boat I've been in. All right, brother. We appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you talking to us, man. Good luck for the rest of 2019. Hopefully, we can have you back on. To be honest, I probably will have you back on because you're like a staple to the radio <laughs> show. So, but we're uh, thank you. Well, I appreciate it. And, uh, anytime you want to do a show, we'll do it. All right, brother. Have a great afternoon. You too, man. Points, cash, gear, sports. With a Dick Scorecard, you earn points on all your purchases and get 3% back in rewards and access to exclusive deals and events. It's simple. Points lead to cash to buy gear so you can play more sports. Get your Dick Scorecard and start earning reward certificates today. Every season starts at Dick's. All right, guys, we hope you enjoyed today's episode of BassCast Radio. First of all, I want to thank Brandon Cobb and John Cox for coming on and talking with us. Guys, we appreciate you guys listening, man. If you haven't already heard, you can go to thebasscast.com. Listen to all these great 
podcast, man. We appreciate Brandon Cobb and John Cox for coming on. Thank you to them. Really, really appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Guys, before we hit the road, we always got to thank our sponsors one more time. Virginia Top 100.com. Missile Baits. Lynchburg Arms and Indoor Shooting Range. Nitro Boats. Conrad Brothers Marine. Hookfish Performance. Bass Boat, the number four, sale.com. Looking to buy a boat or sell a boat? Do it all on BassBoatForSale.com. Dick Sporting Goods and Vertical Lures. Flip this. Guys, if you haven't entered the April, May contest, I believe, go take a look at it now. From Lure Lock, we're giving away a t-shirt. Biz Baits, Missile Baits, Vertical Lures, O-Meals, and a free jersey from Hookfish Performance. It's all free. Go enter today guys again thank you to john cox and brandon Cobb for coming on talking to us really really appreciate that guys thank you for everything and um, as always man don't forget to wear your life jacket it's getting that time of the year it's almost time to hit the water floating the river that's where we have a lot of our incidents and accidents around here but it can happen anywhere so buy a good life jacket put it on today Guys, if you haven't already heard, Hales Ford Harbor Inn at Smith Mount Lake is a charming waterfront inn that offers guests the amenities of a big resort bundled into a perfect private getaway. They have the standard hotel rooms, efficiencies with full kitchens, and a private cabin and a two-bedroom, two-bathroom suite. And we are pet-friendly. The properties have two private beaches, a 14-slip boat dock with electricity, a boat launch, laundry facilities, and even a water slide. Call them today at 540-297-9000 or go to harborinsml.com and book your stay today. And uh, guys, if you mention the BassCast, you get 20% off. So check them out. Well, appreciate everyone listening. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend and uh, we'll be talking to you later. You've been listening to BassCast Radio, the best in local and national bass fishing. For more episodes, go to Spreaker.com slash BassCastRadio or like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash BassCastRadio and follow us on Twitter at BassCastNews. Pages from a magazine Been looking for the answers Ever since we were 17 You know the truth can be a weapon To fight this world of ill intentions A new answer to the same question How many times will you learn the same lesson?